Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Scotty, <laughs> first, let's go. Scotty, it says here that you have been actively committing marriage fraud for money, and you've been doing it for a year now, and you are not worried in the slightest that you will get caught. What exactly is marriage fraud? <laughs> so, Gek, um... In my job, if you're married, you get paid uh, significantly more money. Really? You get, uh, yeah, more than double. So me and uh, one of my buddies from, oh, I've known him for a very, very long time, since like kindergarten, so over a decade, decided to just get married. And now I make a bunch of money and I buy him things sometimes and it all works out good for the both of us. Now, when you say you decided to get married, what is the the fraud element of this? Are you and your buddy legally married? We are. Yeah. Well, Scotty, I, I have news for you. If you and your buddy are legally married, there is no fraud being taken place. I guess that's true, but it could still get me in trouble. Why would that get you in trouble? Well, if they uh, they found out at work that uh, that I just married to get paid, then um, I could definitely get in some trouble. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me because okay, what's the whole point of? Well, first of all, what what job do you work where they pay you double for getting married? I I haven't heard of that before. I know that there's like tax benefits or whatever, but I haven't I've never heard of a job well, paying you extra for that. It's not necessarily double. So I'm in the military, and they give you an allowance for housing to oh, house okay. your spouse, and then yeah, they give you yeah. some other like allowance and stuff if you are married. Okay, well, so let's think about the core purpose of this program that they have, or whatever it is, where they give uh, you money to give to the person that you're married to. You said up front that you'd buy nice things for your husband. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, I mean, that's what that's what the money's for. The money's for you to buy nice things for your spouse, whom you're legally married to. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I want to get to the, to the point. Well, the point I'm trying to get to is... 
I, wh- where are you committing fraud here? You married this guy, and now you're entitled to the benefits uh, that your job is, is offering uh, uh, to married people. You know, that's, that's an argument that I've heard some people make, too, because, like, at work, I, I have to kind of tiptoe around the fact that I'm not gay because when I tell people, like, especially that have rank, they, like, ask me questions about my husband and stuff. And, you know, I have to I definitely told a, quite a few people that I'm bisexual. But, like, do I really have to do that? Because nowhere does it say that I can't get married for a particular you reason have, like you don't have to be gay to get married to a man you i mean you did it you're not gay and you're yeah, married to a man it feels nice too i love him also i love my husband a lot i, I again you love him again not you not uh, also not a prerequisite for getting married but scotty why do you feel as though you're committing fraud here Maybe because it's like, well, I think, I don't actually think it's fraud. I, I think that's kind of just like a a joke that I like to make about it. But in some sense, I guess, maybe just uh, from what people at work have told me, they kind of like shame you for doing that. Well, not some people. Some people think it's hilarious and a great idea, but other people think it's a terrible thing. Mm. Mm. Do you they think, think you're ripping off the army, stealing the government. What'd you say? Do do you feel like it's a terrible thing and that you're ripping off the government? Um, no, I think it's a great thing. I work my ass off and you know, that that is what it is. I take my job seriously. And what does your husband do? What does he sort of think about all this? How did he react to when you first pitched him the idea? Uh we thought I was joking. Um, and then I kind of like told him the details of it and, um, told him like the benefits, you know, he gets like health and stuff. And then he was on board pretty much right away. Hmm. So my final question, I think we both, kinda... we... no, go ahead. Oh, I, I was kind of going to like steer the conversation in a little bit different direction. Cause I think both of us kind of think that the idea of marriage is, not like stupid, but we don't, either one of us really even agree with traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, um, I think it's a, so you uh, are adverse to the idea of getting married for the purposes of tradition at some point in your life. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like, like if you love somebody and that's who you want to spend the rest of your life with, why do you have to sign a paper that like binds you to that? You know, just do that. Just spend the rest of your life with them. Love them. If you want to have kids, do that. Well, so my final question is, okay, you've been married for you. You say you've been married to your husband for about a year. How long do you anticipate this marriage will last? Do you guys see a divorce sometime in the future or will you be married forever? Uh, probably just when I get out of the military, we'll just file for divorce and then that'll be that. Hmm. 
Do you think that it will upset your husband when you eventually divorce him? Do you think he enjoys being married to you and would be devastated by the idea of a divorce? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Beautiful. Thank you very much for calling, Scotty. All right. Bye, Lyle. Huh. You know, honestly, the way that he put all of that, like, he just made it sound really easy. Which makes sense. I mean, theoretically, you should be able to marry a stranger pretty fast. I mean, there's no... There's no um, downside to it. I guess. He just made it sound so easy. Chat, does anyone want to get married for like a day? Just for fun, just to have a wedding? Just because it would be nice. Hi, Dustin. Hello? How are you, Dustin? Hello? Dustin, it's, oh, uh, it's me. Oh, this the Gek? It's the Gek. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting that. What's up, man? Uh, what's up? Uh, nothing much. I'm chilling. It's, uh, it's an evening. Um, what's going on with you, Dustin? Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry for the, uh, you know, redundant question that you probably get every time. Um, Oh, well, Dustin, you uh, owe me nothing. You apo- uh, you have no reason to apologize for me just yet. Uh, well, Dustin, listen, it says here that um, you want to know whether or not you should make amends with your dad. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, there's been a long, you know, I'll be, I'm 40. Well, I'll be, so I'll be 40 in May. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's like 75 or 76, and he's like screwed me over a lot in my life and I've tried to make amends with him throughout the years and he just keeps screwing it up and pissing me off. How has he screwed you Making me not want to be in his life. Well, I mean, you want me to start to, okay, like, I mean, I could, uh, well, I could go all the way back to when I was a kid. Or, you know, or I, I like, well, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it short and sweet. Sure. Um, I was in a, uh, I was put in a foster home when I was seven years old because my dad knocked me unconscious and put like a golf ball size knot on my forehead because I would not listen to him. It, 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 he told me three times to not go into the bathroom while my sister was five years older than me to, while she was taking a shower and I was drawing on the mirror. And he, you know, he told me three times not to go in the bathroom. He knocked me unconscious. I was in a foster home for any, for like a year and a half or so. And then moved back home with him after that. And, you know, and then suffered, you know, abuse, physical abuse and all that stuff. Became, you know, moved out because when I was 12, 11, 12, like left the house. Like I was homeless living on the street because I was afraid to go home. Um, you were, you were homeless living on the street at 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I was afraid to go home, like, you know, like, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and that's, this is all, like, yeah, like, I can give you specifics if you care, you know, like, 
Like I like slept in between my dad's house and my neighbor's house. It was like this little nook. And it was one time where my dog Sable smelled me. Like, cause like, you know, she, you know, she recognized my smell and she started barking at like the corner of the floor because she could smell me. And she started barking just at the floor and my dad kind of just got this like, what the hell? Why does Sable, why is our dog, why does the dog keep barking at this one little spot? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> because I was trying to sleep. Because you know, I was terrified to go home because it was, you know, some stupid, something stupid I did at school. But I would have got the shit kicked out of me for it, you know, if I would have went home. <clears throat> so, um, and I, you know, I lived with my mom for a while until I was, you know, 17, 18, which, you know, those years weren't great. Um, mom, drug addict, my dad, alcoholic. So, makes for a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, I get, I hit 18 and that, you know, the one thing I did like appreciate of my dad is that he like, he tried to like put a foot in my ass, get me going, but he just went about it the wrong way, you know? So you, like, you, he you just, said like, you, he tried, you uh, he tried too hard. He tried too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me you have an appreciation for the fact that your dad, uh, was like, you know, it, it, it sounds like, I mean, just from like what you've just told me now, that you feel as though you understand his intentions with all of this. Like, yeah, but he, keep you he meant way, well. But that he just did it in the fucking terrible way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, when I, you know, turned 18, I moved to Louisiana with him. He was living in Chalmette, Louisiana. To Louisiana with him, and I lived with him. And, you know, the first day I was there, I got, you know, like literally the first day I was there, I went and applied, I went to Dixie, got a job, you know, I was doing good. My dad was super proud of me. I was happy because my dad was proud of me, you know, my dad, you know, and I still respected him, you know, <laughs> fucked up as that is, you know, and cause he's my dad, you know, and sure. like, and I was, you know, like, and got another job, was working, was working at Winn-Dixie you know, stocking groceries, got another job at a metal shop, learning how to weld, you know, working two jobs, working almost 80 hours a week. And I was going to welding school. I I was like, I turned into like a workaholic. I went from like, you know, this lazy kid. And then I went and moved in with my dad. And that was because my dad was pushing me to do all this stuff. And he wasn't being an athlete. He wasn't being like a piece of shit about it at first. And then after I saved up like, $7,000 $7,000 in the bank when I was 18. You know, my dad just kind of like, he quit his job because he's like, oh, my son's got like seven grand in the bank. I can just like, you know, mooch off of him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and he doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge that. And, and I was pretty weak too at that time because my dad, like I was buying my dad's liquor yeah. You know, I was supporting his habit. Yeah. You know, I was paying his rent. Like he just quit his job and became like uh basically just a full time drunk. Yeah. And it, like, you know, we got in fights and stuff. You know, and I was just like too weak to I was, you know, uh, you know, I was too weak to tell him no until the time I left. And when I did finally leave, you know, it was I took the easy way out. You know, that's what he told me. 
That's the easy way out. <laughs> can I can I ask a couple I, like, questions? I left. I went uh, back then. Yeah, uh, so go how, ahead. How, go how ahead. long? How long? Uh, how long did you stay? And how long were you were you supporting him for? You said from the age of eighteen to to about what age? Six to four months. It's, you know, Six it's all kind of blurry. Okay, you and know? so and so I yeah, I interrupted you as months. you were about well, to tell okay. me, but but in why did why why was it considered by you or by him to be the easy way out because my dad would push me to do you know to be like you know to do what i need like my dad he always he was a pusher he you know he like he like that's one thing i do thank my dad for is my work ethic sure i've always been like a hard worker you know like i like ever since i've been like 12 like i was incarcerated for like uh six months when I was 16 for breaking in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like one of the most respected people there among the staff because of how hard of a worker I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and just like every job that I've ever had, like for my first job, like, you know, and when I got out of that boot camp, I got a job at a brick mason crew, you know, and I was like, you know, highly respected along, among the, you know, the, the 30, 40 year old men. Because well, of so, how well I, so, you know, so okay, so, so I went back, to, I went back to sort of the timeline here. Um, so you're 18. Uh, yeah. Your dad quits his, your dad quits his job. You're supporting him, and then uh, you decide. I bounce. You you decide to bounce, and then where do you, where do you go after you bounce? I go back home with my mom, who's living in the crack house with her crackhead sure. boyfriend. Yeah. And I live there. For you know, for a while until I like, you know, tell a, a friend of mine, you know, uh, tells me he needs a roommate, and then I, you know, I get a job doing tree work. And I'm 18, you know, I'm 19, 20 at this time, you know, doing, you know, we're doing tree work. But uh, I mean, we can, I think we can fast forward to to like today. Sure, sure. Let's fast forward to today. So, okay, yeah, so tell, like, tell me about from today. that time. From that time to now, me and him didn't really have much contact. Okay. You know, like every now and then we talk, but other than that, it wasn't really much contact. You know, until uh, this the hurricane, the last hurricane that hit like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, been oh, months. you cut out just now, but I'm I, exactly I sure. the last hurricane, last hurricane that hit where? In Louisiana. Okay, so a hurricane hits like, in Louisiana, yeah, was, and then. Did he reach? Yeah, I, I drove. I, well, no, well, we were we were kind of talking. We were kind of like you know had we had a, a rapport going. We were being cordial to each other, you know, and trying to get back in our good graces, you know, and and I, you know, I actually and I found out that he didn't have any power when the hurricane, you know, hit, and so I drove to Louisiana and I went and picked him up and brought him to my house, you know, mm-hmm. so he wasn't there in Louisiana without any power. And this is like 2021, the hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane. You know, there was, I can't remember the name of it. And, uh, you know, I brought him back here. He stayed with me for, a, you know, for like a week and a half, two weeks. And how was that week and a half, and, two weeks? Oh, with hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all I did was brag about how great he was, you know, to like, you know, like to my, to my, um, my girlfriend, you know, well, you know, wife or whatever you want to call her, we've been together for almost ten years. We're just 
got married. Um, but yeah, he just, you know, like he would tell me like how all he did, like while I was gone is talk about how, you know, great of a person he was. <clears throat> and, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty unbearable, you know, cause yeah, he tried to lecture me and stuff and we got in a couple arguments. Yeah, because he's like a 75-year-old man. It says says that um, you're not sure if you should try to make amends with him before he dies. But I I haven't even gotten to the part where I've really gotten pissed off at him. What what was it that really pissed you off? I I broke my back about six months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, my my career as a welder has kind of ended. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, now I'm an Uber driver and I'm doing okay. You know, I'm not home, you know, <laughs> like I'm doing all right. But, um, and my dad knew I was struggling he, and I guess he had a little bit of extra money and he knew I needed tires. He bought me some tires when he got, went back to Louisiana, when he, you know, he went back to Louisiana and, um, he wired me some money to buy some tires and, and he told me he wanted proof. He wanted me to take a picture of the receipt Got to it. prove that I bought these tires. And I yeah. told, I was like, fuck you. You know, you robbed me. You, you know, I like, I paid for you when I was 18 years old. When I, like, we had an agreement when I was a kid that I could come live with you and you would help me, you know. And now you're pulling this shit on me. Because you know, I I'm you know I need a little help, and I didn't even ask for the money. He offered it. Mm. I would not. I would. I would not have asked for the help. He mm. offered the money, so I'm not gonna. You know, I needed it, but I'm not gonna tell him no. So I, you know, I, I accepted the money, and then oh, and then I didn't even go to the tire place that he wanted me to go to. He wanted me to go to Firestone. And I could get the same tires at Walmart for like 20, 20 to $30 cheaper and pay less labor. <laughs> I know I'm probably getting too specific. But um, but yeah, but, uh, but he got pissed at that. And he, he went off on me for doing this. And he, and, and, and all, you know, and, for, yeah, for not I going ask, to Firestone. Can I ask how long ago, can I ask how long ago, how recently this was? Oh, this was a few months, this was a few months ago. It was a few months like ago. three months okay, ago. So, so, yeah, so, so fast, to fast forward to fast forward to today, um, you're talking about whether or not you want to make amends with him. Or at least that's what you told the call screener. Um, yeah. Is there anything in particular that happened in the last like I don't know week or or recently that made you sort of I don't know I don't know if there's like a a a thing that made you come to this realization of like I either need to make amends with him or not. You know what I mean? Like, is there anything? Oh, because my dad's like you? seventy-five. He's like seventy-five. Sure. Seventy. He's you know he's he's about to kick the bucket. Sure, sure. You know, sure. and he and he's a miserable, lonely old man. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's he's pushed everybody away from him, mm-hmm. and I'm really like the only person that he really has left. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of feel bad. You know, like I feel like I sh- I shouldn't be ignoring him because he's been calling me, and I feel I feel bad for ignoring him. But do you feel through, like throughout my life? 
do you feel like um do you feel like making amends with him would make because you know i know that like you, you know you feel bad because again he has his own like you know bullshit that he's dealing with and you're the only one he has but like do you feel like making amends with him would make you feel better a little bit yeah like but i i really i'm still gonna be pissed at him you know i'm you know like but and a part of me wants to just like fucking just vent to him and tell him all the fucked up shit that he's done to me <laughs> that's not really gonna help anything you know because my dad's kind of a narcissist he was he's, he's actually been diagnosed like with borderline personality disorder and you know narcissistic all that stuff and i'm i'm sure i got i probably inherited some of that stuff like i you know I'm, i've dealt with alcoholism i've dealt with drug addiction but i've kind of i've overcome all that stuff you know i still enjoy drinking but i don't get so drunk that I black out and all that stuff, you know, like I, I can drink a few beers and be fine, and, you know, mm. but, uh, I'm, Dustin, yeah. am I, do you have kids? It sounds like but there's yeah, like, like, I'm hearing, I'm hearing like voices in the background. Are those your children? Oh yeah. 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 I have a, I have, I have a six year old son. Yeah. You have a six year old son. I do have um, a six year old son and yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm, I don't know. I've just been wanting, I've been wanting to do this for a while, you know, and, uh, because I, I, I signed on, signed up to Reddit actually like a month ago. And your video was one of the first ones that like, I was just scrolling on Reddit, just trying to figure out how it worked. Your video, yeah, sure. your live stream sure. popped up on Reddit. And I was like, yeah, sure. this is cool as hell. And sure, sure. ever since then, I was like, you know, thought it'd be cool to talk to you. Well, dude, I, you know, here's <laughs> you know, sort of my, uh, I guess, I guess for, for whatever it's worth, my, my sort of take on it and, you know, Obviously, this is like a entire, entire, entire life thing that I, you know, can't reasonably. Explain yeah, I just dropped the, I dropped the shitload on you. No, 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 no. Well, I have, I have a, I have a thing, and I'm sure you know. I mean, you're, you're, you're a smart guy. I don't think I'm going to tell you anything you don't know. But like, um, the fact that you have a son, I mean, this is, this is cool, right? Because now you have an opportunity, like your parents. We're fucking shitty to you, and that oh yeah, you know that hurt you, and you're obviously still dealing with that hurt. And I feel like you have this like uh, you have this opportunity to like take all of those feelings and like all that anger and all that sadness and all you have you can like you now can transmute it into something positive, right? Because you're gonna go okay, well my parents fucking sucked, but now I have a kid. And I love my kid, and I'm gonna make. Sh- I'm gonna use all these fe- all these negative feelings to fuel me to make sure that I give my kid a great, great life. And that's gonna be my motivator, just to just every single day, like you know, be the dad that you wanted your dad to be. You know, you, really you sort of have this opportunity. Right to like right the wrongs in your relationship with your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. And, and you know, there are there have been times where like I've gotten mad at my son, and like I see my dad in me. Mm. Yeah, sure. 
And it really upsets me. Mm -hmm. like, like I feel ashamed of myself. Mm -hmm. What you said is really... I'm sorry. How, well, how do you how do you how do you feel about how do you feel about all of that? What I, what I just said. No, it like it hit me, man. Yeah, like it's pretty much like how I feel. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah you you, Dustin, you, man, you sound said. like a, I mean, you sound like a good dude, man. Like, you know, I know that you, you as you said, you Thanks, feel like man. you probably inherited some of that stuff from your dad but like again man you sound like a good dude and like you know i know that you didn't get the kind of life that you know that you that i can tell you want to give to your kid i can tell you're a good dude and i can I've tell always you, felt, I, I've you always, want to give your kid a good life i've always felt like i didn't belong in the society that i was growing up in if that makes sense Sure. Because I was just like, I grew up in this poor, shitty, white trash fucking society. And I, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't really want to be around any of the people that I was around. Sure. Like, you know, like, you know, it sucked. You know, and I mean, I, like, like I said, I, you know, I, like, growing up with my family, I just never really cared for any of them. And, um, I've kind of separated myself from all of them, you know, except my younger sister. It's really the only one I keep your younger sister. Do you do you keep but, do you keep in good touch with your younger sister? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, but she's always you know hitting me up, you know, because her life sucks and my life so, is you know, you know, a little better than hers, you know. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. constantly bumming money off of me and, but she's not on drugs or anything like that she's doing the best she can she has been on drugs and she got you know she got clean she's doing the best she can you know you know i have i have a my older sister who's you know who I, you know who's taking a shower she's a she's a heroin addict in texas mm -hmm. you know or i'm just you know like or fentanyl or whatever the fuck you know she, she does all that shit and she, you know, was constantly messaging me on Facebook. You know, why won't I talk to her? Like, I don't, you know, I have nothing to talk to you about. You know, like, wait. <sighs> but yeah, what you said, like, you know, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel, you know. Good. I do want to give the best life for my son. And this, me breaking my back, like, I, I used to skateboard. I broke my pelvis. 15 years ago and it, it you know it fucked me up for like six months to a year you know but i thought i healed you know and i continued to work you know and then uh now that i'm 40 like i can barely even you know i can barely lift you know 40 pounds so it's kind of screwed me up but i'm you know i'm taking classes online and you know trying to figure something else out yeah, Dustin, like, dude, I, I, I was gonna, you know, as I was, as I'm telling you, I mean, it, it sounds like you're doing the best that you can, dude. Like, and, and I know you said that you lose patience sometimes. Sometimes you see your dad and yourself and all that stuff, but like, but like again, I can just tell, and I feel like people listening to this, they can tell that like within you is is a is is a very very genuine desire that I think is more powerful 
than whatever it is that you feel like you inherited from your father or whatever physical limitations that you're dealing with right now is a very, very genuine, powerful desire to give your son a good life. And and I, I, I believe that that desire will win in the end and that you'll be able to do that, you know? So... I, I I hope you take that for whatever it's worth. Yeah, man. Yeah, it means a lot to me, man. And it's it's cool talking to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm still kind of like surprised that I got through so quick. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and, is, um, like you know, is is there anything else that you want to say about any of this, uh, uh, or any final um, thoughts, feelings, or sentiments to share before we go? No, I just really appreciate the uh, the time, man. Like it was, uh, it was cool talking to you, and like what you said, you know, it meant that meant a lot to me, man. It, like it, it made me cry, <laughs> you know, because like it that hit me, you know. And I know you're just a uh, just a geck, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, dude. Like you, you know. I mean, we're, I mean, I, I like I know we all have our problems, man. You know, and I don't. You know, like we all deal with our shit <clears throat> in different ways. And, you know, we all, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, I'm not very articulate sometimes. Hey, neither am I. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially when I'm kind of emotional. Man. It made me emotional. You know, and I actually, this whole, you know, situation is, you know, I, I kind of think I, you know, like I, I'm surprised they held it together as well as I did explaining this whole situation yeah but uh yeah it was cool talking to you man and like i'm yeah it was great talking to you too dustin and and again just to say it what just to say it one final time okay just to say it one final time um i i i i believe in you okay i think i think i think like i could just tell again people listening to this can just tell like you you have that genuine desire to do good by your son, and I, 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 I think you will act act well by that desire. I believe in you. That's cool to hear that, man. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of, I feel, I feel that way. I mean, I have my doubts, you know. Of course, like everybody does, you know, about sure. themselves. Sure. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I try to, you know, just persevere, persevere, and push on and, you know, and do the best I can, you know, and be the best dad, you know, I can. And, and luckily, you know, he doesn't, he's not in a broken home, you know, so that helps. <laughs> well, thank you very much you know, for calling so, Dustin. And, and like, once again, man, good luck to you. All right. Thanks, man. It was good talking to you, dude. Good talking to you, Dustin. Have a good night. All right. You too, man. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, is this Jason? It is. 
Jason, it says here that there is a toilet paper shortage in your in your house. And it is causing a lot of conflict between you and your roommates. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's been tough. Um just kind of deciding on who's going to buy the toilet paper. It's been four days. All right, so before we get into anything, what is your philosophy? Because there's many different ways of thinking about this, okay? There's a lot of different ways to set this up. Sure, sure. Uh, if it's four, do uh, how many How many people is it? Uh, five of us. Five of you guys sharing one bathroom? Uh, two bathrooms. So three okay. upstairs, two downstairs. Okay, okay. Uh, and is it one bathroom in particular that is experiencing a, a toilet paper shortage or is there a general toilet paper shortage uh, because people from the – when the downstairs bathroom um, runs out of toilet paper, people will go to the upstairs? What What is the sort of distribution of paper? Uh, sure. So we had like a, like a big collection of toilet paper upstairs, like probably 16, 17 rolls. Um, and then like, you know, we have people come over and they like the upstairs bathroom a little bit more, a little bit, little bit cleaner. Um, so the downstairs then ran out of toilet paper, came upstairs, took some of the upstairs, which is fine, you know, Sharon. Uh, and now we've resorted to, we're friends with our neighbors. So now we, we have covert operations and we, we go to the neighbor's house and steal their toilet paper. Hmm. So there's several different schools of thought as to how this could be arranged, right? You could say one person buys a thing of toilet paper in full. And then whenever that toilet paper disappears, uh, another person buys. And then again, and then another person buys. And then again, and you sort of go in this rotation. Um, Or there's a, there's a school of thought where uh, every time new toilet paper needs to be bought, everyone equally pitches in for new toilet paper. At, at each buying of the toilet paper or and this is the one that will cause a war I don't know if, if this is the one the school of thought that you guys have been subscribing to sure. you do some form of calculating who uses the most toilet paper and the onus is on that person to replenish it and that causes lots and lots of conflict of you know who used how much and, and what not so, so at this current moment, what what is the school of thought that your house has been using? Wow, you know, I I'm gonna be honest, I hadn't thought about that third one um, because there certainly is like a, a mass um, distribution as far as you know people, you know, rates of pooping and such with going on within the household. And the thing is, like, we're all employed; like, we all totally could just go buy the toilet paper. Um, now it's just back. It's like, oh, who's going to do it? You know, like certain people have bought more roles in the past than others. And so like distributing, distributing that out, trying to figure that out. But like, there definitely, yeah, is some people who put more in the house. I, I hadn't thought about it that way. Don't, I, I shouldn't have even brought up the idea because you're not going to win that fight. Do you, know why, gonna win, do you know why you're like, not going to win, not gonna win that fight? Not a hill I'm not gonna... Oh. Because we used to do that in my house, and I was the one who used the most toilet paper, and I vehemently denied it to the end, as will the person sure. who uses the most toilet paper, and you will not win that fight. 
So what is the rift that you are describing? Think like between you and your roommates. The the rift it's causing. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, I mean, not not like it's like it doesn't this doesn't happen all the time, but it's like there's definitely like like little like scheming teams, you know, going on. Like people are like one of one of us will be in the kitchen, another person will walk down and be like, Oh man, we're out of toilet paper. Can you believe, you know, the other people haven't bought it? And then you know like everybody mm. like I have that I've had that conversation with everybody. So like mm. you know it's going it's going around. Mm. So there's a little bit of chicken being played as to who will buy the toilet paper. For sure. And like again, you know, it's not like we can't afford toilet paper. So like like we all could do it. And I, I don't, like don't know if we all think it's funny at this point or if we're all like actually a little like passive aggressive about it. It I mean, I understand you all thinking it's funny. It it is a little funny to see how long you can go without having toilet paper in the house. And the pettiness sure. of sure. one person won't just buy toilet paper. It it is a pretty funny situation to revel in. I agree. And the crazy part is, is that we had, um, like, we we were sitting on the couch a couple like a couple months ago, and we were like, "Yo, we should buy a bidet." And we bought and installed a bidet, but the bidet recently became unusable, and so I think that now that I'm like sitting here putting it all together, because I saw some men's chats that use a bidet, I think it's it's the lack of the bidet maybe that we're cruising through our toilet paper at a faster rate. Mm. Mm. I've never personally been a fan of the bidet, but I understand it from a point of view of conservation. So, all right. So you, all of you... you go. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, did you go into the bidet with an open mind? Because I feel like a lot of people don't go into it with an open mind. You know, they're a little... No, I totally, I totally did not go into it with, a, uh, uh, with an open mind. I'd be willing to try again, but but right. not anytime, not anytime soon. But, but so, okay. So you all no, enough, have been enough. playing this this game of chicken... And it's really going to be up to, at the end of the day, one guy to break and go, fuck this, and go out and buy toilet paper. Do you think that you're getting to that point? Who um, of the group will break first? Yeah, I mean, I think the person who's going to break is going to be the person who's going to be, like, the most adult about the situation. Because I definitely have, like, a couple of them who, like, probably won't do it and that's fine you know i get it it's cool uh i think it's gonna be me or my other roommate honestly who's gonna break first mm -hmm. so i want to hear from your perspective why won't you just go buy toilet sure. honestly because well i thought about doing it today and then i was like working and then i had class and i was like ah, i don't feel like doing it and honestly it just came down to laziness even though i was out and about today earlier I probably could have done it, and then I got home and we were out of toilet paper. It was actually pretty funny because I saw that we were almost out of toilet paper earlier when I went to the bathroom, and I was like the last roll I knew we had in the house, and there was probably like six or seven squares on it, and so I, I used like three or four, and then that way I wasn't, you know, the a-hole who took the last little piece of toilet paper. Mm. So I, then I could kind of bond that off on somebody else. Mm. So it sounds like this is coming Which, out that, of a place. Does that make of me bad? Is that my bad person? I don't know. No, no, you're you're actually being very strategic in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe is me pawning that off on somebody else. The you know, I don't know. Oh, well, all's fair in toilet paper and war.
that is true. There's there's no wars. Like, or excuse me, there's no rules, right? Like, I haven't so, seen it, so it sounds like it's not coming from a place of because it, it's coming from a place of laziness for you. It sounds and not a place of why should I have to? You know, you know what I mean. A place of 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 feeling like it's not just for you to have to go buy toilet paper. Yeah, I I think too, you know, a little bit. But there also like definitely are certainly other places in the house where it's like, okay, why do I have to do this? And so I think it kind of transfers over then to the, the toilet paper because I feel like sometimes I do like a lot more than a lot of my other roommates and things. Mm. Uh, and so then I'm like, you know, why do I, why do I buy toilet paper? Do all this other okay. stuff. Right. So there is a little bit of that, and it seems like it's justified. Right, you're doing all these other things in the house. I assume you're washing dishes, you're vacuuming, you're doing all the more adult things, and you're like, "Well, goddamn it, why do I have to buy mm-hmm. toilet paper too?" Yeah, exactly. When I know that, like, well, I won't bash my. I love, like, I love my roommates. Don't get me wrong; they're all awesome guys, and they're like some of my closest friends. But yeah, it, it definitely does happen a lot like that. Well, listen, Jason. Um, you know, being the adult of the house, it's a, it's a, it's a thankless job. So, you know. Uh, good on you for, for taking the bonus of it. That's true. That is true. You know, maybe maybe uh, you can learn something from your mom. Because every day I went upstairs in high school, brand new toilet paper roll on the thing. We're really taking our parents for granted. I think we do. Have you, did, you, uh, did you end up calling your mom earlier? Thank you very much for calling, Jason. Appreciate it. Have a good night, man. You as well. Call from Sammy. Sammy? No, no way. Sammy, what's going on, man? Um, Not much. I kind of figured you were going to be streaming the calls tonight. <laughs> I was expecting to talk to someone else before you. Oh, yes. I normally have a call screener, but tonight uh, I am as they say, going in raw. <laughs> I did have a question for you. Yeah, please. What's up? Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts are on imposter syndrome. You have kind um, of a cool job. Yes. And I, I think... <laughs> no, please, I heard you say yesterday that you're only 24. I am. I expected you to be older than that. How, how old did you expect me to be? I don't know. Maybe later 20s. But you just okay. seem to be in a position where you're doing something cool that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not going to lie to you. I haven't been feeling very cool lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been feeling more um, failure-esque, although we're doing better. Awesome. But awesome. wondering... Um, if you've ever dealt with that and or if you have any tips or tricks. I literally, I literally, if I were, if I were like a cool streamer person and I knew how to like zip, zop, zoom around my computer and pull things up, I would show you. I literally Googled, I have imposter syndrome Reddit <laughs> today. I literally Googled that today. And so I can like find Reddit, uh, uh. The streams of people or Reddit threads of people talking about having imposter syndrome. Yeah, I have the fuck ton of imposter syndrome. That's why I'm, um, yeah, I have these live shows coming up. Uh, I'm super nervous for them. I'm always thinking, like, why the fuck is anyone, uh, coming to see me? I'm always thinking, like, why the fuck is anyone 
listening to my podcast. You know, I'm all I'm always thinking about that stuff. I've uh, uh, a tremendous imposter syndrome. Uh, what gets me going is I do have like every once in a while, um, I come out of here and I'm like, and I'm just a fully a hundred percent sure. I'm like that was a great stream. I'm really good at this, and I'm excited. And I, I just feel good. And then I get high, and then I'm like, I'm the, just the best. I'm sick. I am the only person that could ever be Therapy Gecko. It happens sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It, it happens sometimes. But the default is probably... I, I don't know what I would say the default is. But no, heavy, heavy, heavy amounts of uh, of imposter syndrome. For sure. I literally... I'm not joking. I literally Googled it today. Because I was trying to read about it. I was like, this is this a common thing? Like... Do other people feel like this? You know? Well, I think I think it's honestly helpful to hear people who, like you think, are successful say like, "Nah, I don't. I don't really feel like that all the time." Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, I'm trying to think here because uh, uh, I want to be accurate to this. Um. There are a couple things I think I'm really good at, um, but but this I phase it. I just have times all the time when I'm on here and I'm like, I suck at this, um, and it's so funny that you called and asked me that because I I always wonder that about um, people that I I think are successful as well, like how they feel about it. Like, do they are they like stoked on themselves or are they like, I hope nobody realizes that I kind of suck at this. I don't know. I have this thing with social media right now. I had it deleted off my phone for a while, and I just recently got back on. And I feel like all I'm seeing is everyone else around me and, like, their great achievements. And, Mm. like, you know, how happy they all look and how much fun everyone's having. And I'm like, well, I'm not having that much fun. And I think maybe that should be my sign to delete social media again. I literally thought that I was like... I was like, the people who listen to my, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, the people who listen to my pod, I mean, now they do, but the people who like listen to my podcast and watch my streams or stuff, they have no idea that I cried in my car yesterday. I thought that as I was crying in my car, I was like, they have no idea. It's kind of sick. I walked down the street yesterday and cried. Um, really? Well, uh, when I think, a, I think a well, I thought I was going to fail a class. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there was a little bit of stress going on. Yeah. A lot of bit of stress, uh, actually. No, definitely. <laughs> what? W- okay, so you said you feel like a failure. A little bit. What? I won't lie. Does, what does it? What does a success look like to you? Well, I I go to a what I would I go to a pretty competitive school, um, and we have this this interesting program where you can go and and you can work. You basically get a job for six months and you go back to school. Um, and so it it feels like everyone around me is like a very competent young professional. Yeah. And like I'm 22, um, I'm not like 
a kid anymore. I'm not like a teenager. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be graduating hopefully next December if I don't fail this class. Um, and I'm, I'm genuinely just trying to like get by on a day to day basis, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to not be miserable and not, not like wake up sad. Um, and like, you know, remember to eat and move my body. And it's like everyone else around me is like, they have like a full-time job and they're Mm -hmm. doing research and they're also Mm -hmm. taking classes. (laughs) No, it's so annoying, isn't it? It's so annoying when you go to someone's (laughs) house and like, they don't have like fucking empty water bottles and candy wrappers everywhere. And you're like, fuck, am I the only one that fucking lives like this and shit? (laughs) I know I'm not the only so one. <laughs> no, you're totally not the only one. You're totally not the only one. There's probably, here's the thing. There's people... Uh, by the way, everyone loves to say this, and it's not true. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's not true. I'm, I, I, I shouldn't have said it's not true, because my feelings on its truth are constantly developing. But people like to say, like, everybody has something going on, you know? They like to say... Every, the, tr- the, the, gen- the genuine truth is... There are totally people who are more competent than you. Uh, there always will be. Uh, those people who, people, you know what people love to say? They love to say, uh, the people who are posting on social media about how much fun they're having, they're not actually, they might, they might be. That person who just posted about going to fucking the club with her friends and how it was the great, maybe she really did have an awesome time. Um, that's, it could be true. But here's the thing. Is that that's the ro- I hate that I hate when people say that oh they're not actually having a good time because that's not that's miss that's totally missing the point that's just completely misses the point. Um, which I is feel like, like the point should be please that I, I shouldn't care. No, you shouldn't care exactly. You shouldn't care. It's not even a, it's not relevant. <laughs> it's it's not relevant at all to my life and my potential yeah. future success. No. But it's so hard. I think it's part of the. I think I just need to get rid of it. I need to not see it. <laughs> but also, you know, maybe I I would like to get to a point where I can see it, and then I can just be happy for them. Yes. That okay. So not right now. Yeah. I mean, like, I would say, I would agree with you. I would say. I mean, look, I'm never gonna. I don't think anyone would ever tell you that deleting your social media would be. Um, destructive for your mental health i think uh i think you would definitely be happier not being online if i could if i didn't have all this shit going on i would i dream it all the time i literally like will fantasize about like oh man whatever like i like fall off or whatever it is i could just delete it all and then just go to the the moon or whatever the fuck it would it'd be sick um anyway uh uh but you're right. You were right about part two where you were like, you want to get to that point where it's not even about avoiding it. It's about the, it's almost like the opposite. It's like, you want to be able to like see that girl from your f- fucking sorority or whatever. That's like hanging out in Cabo and having fun. And you want to be like, you want to be able to look at that and go, man, it's awesome. That she's having, she's hanging out in Cabo. I hope she's having an awesome time. You know, good for her. It's great. That the, it, good for her. You know, I would I would take that a step. That I would take a higher. I would 
make that a, your aspiration. Like, even higher than, like, ignoring it is being able to actually do the opposite and put it in your face and be like, oh, this person got a promotion. This person got this job. Like, that's awesome for them. That's so great. I'm so, my heart is so full of endless love for the universe and all its people that I'm just so happy for everyone. Uh, I'm happy all the time. I have infinite joy at the fact that I'm able to sit here and breathe and drink a fucking cup of water that I have no need for uh, uh, jealousy at this person that, you know, that went to the moon today or whatever. I don't want to keep talking about the moon, but... Yeah. No, I mean, that's the reality I want to live in. Same, dude. And it seems like you want to go to the moon. Nah, I don't give a fuck about the moon. Nah, I'm, I, I shouldn't have said that. I I would love to go to the moon. I'll, I'll probably die not ever having gone to the moon, but it's nice to think about. I don't know. Um, I think I think your chances are higher now than they've ever been before. You're probably right about that. You're definitely <laughs> right about that. My chances of going to the moon are higher than they were before. They are higher than they were a few years ago. Um, how do you, what do you feel about how this conversation went? I am genuinely excited to tell my boyfriend that I talked to you uh, a few weeks ago for my spring break. We uh, we traveled from North Carolina to Florida in a car, and we had like a twelve hour road trip. On on the way back, we we listened to your podcast almost the whole time. That's awesome, thank you. <laughs> And I became a huge fan. Been a fan since. See the fa- how many how many episodes of the podcast did you listen to? A lot. Really? I wasn't. See, I I haven't been on Twitch. I I didn't really know fully like the whole deal with Twitch until like literally a few weeks ago. And I think I've probably watched you the most. See, that's great because sometimes I look at the podcast and I'm like, I can't believe anyone's listening to this. And there we go. You're listening to it. So no, I I, uh, I certainly was listening to it. Perfect. So there we go. That's 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 um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess. Uh, yeah, I have a ton of imposter syndrome. Um, I was so I was gonna follow that up by saying I think everyone does, but I don't think everyone does. And even if they do, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're just all doing stuff, walking around, drinking water, hanging out, being people. Until we die. Doing our best. Moon. Um, <laughs> what's your name again? Sammy. Sammy, is there anything you want to tell the people at the computer before we go? Or say? or? I hope you go to the moon someday. If you really want to do that. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. You as well. Thank you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, is this Andrew? Holy shit, wow. Andrew, it says here you work in construction wow. management. Wow, You got into a debate with your coworkers about yeah. what direction people wipe their ass. 
and you'd like to share the outcome of this debate. Now, first of all, tell me, what side of the debate were you on? Oh, shit, man. That was... Like, I'm going to disclaim this first off as, like, probably the hottest button issue I've ever gotten into. Like, more so than, like, vaccinated, unvaccinated, fucking... Whatever side of politics people fall on, this is probably the the most heated I've ever been in a de- in a debate in my life. It's, and let me ask you insane. a question. Um, what is 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 first of all, tell me when you say that the, the debate is over what direction people wipe their ass. Is it a binary debate between uh, top to bottom and bottom to top, or have there been some third parties of left to right, right to left? I wish I could report that. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, not too many people wanted to chime in on it. And if they did, I think they were bullshitting because they seemed to just align with what seemed most normal at the time. But it all started when, you know, it's construction. So, like, pretty much nothing's off limits. And uh, my boss was telling me, this ramps up pretty quickly. He was telling me about how his wife shaved his asshole the other weekend. Mm. And then that pretty much just quickly spiraled into like just taking care of yourself down there, I guess would be the next thing. And then, sure. um, sure. no one ever directly asked the question. Don't ever directly mm-hmm. ask the mm-hmm. question. Yeah, it wasn't ever directly way, asked. You, what, it what was kind of more just like do you have with your boss. It seems like it's very casual and, and very brotherly. Yeah, he's a um, he's a couple years older than me. I was his boss on a project like a year ago. Is when it started, and that's when I first met him. And we we kind of we bonded, and then he actually got promoted. Now he's my boss, and I'm like his uh, I'm like his. His fucking super secretary, I guess is what you would call it. Um, you guys sound like you're very good friends with each I, other. I, so, I also, so tell me, so tell me, so tell me. Yeah. What side of the debate are you on? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offend a lot of people here. Um, I am a, I'm a back-to-front wiper. Always have been. Back-to-front um, So you're talking about the very probably, so you wipe back, top to bottom. Not top to bottom so that's that's kind of i think where the confusion lies and i know ten thousand people where do you, just tell cringe, me tell me tell me where do but, you start so i start on top just right in the middle just right on it sure. and it's just um it's just like a short little come hither motion and then i just drop the paper you know and you 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 know you know what you got, you know, sure. first swipe. You know what you got. You know what you're dealing sure, with. Sure. Do you look at the paper so, before, you wipe, before, you, before you pull another one? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Like like I said, you, you kind of know what you got mm-hmm. generally. Sure. You know? And so, okay, so you're a top to bottom, and then I assume that the popular sentiment around town, around the rest of your construction work buddies, mm-hmm. is a sentiment of back to front. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, front to back. Yes. Sorry. And it and it kind of spiraled into like a a gender thing for a minute. And I was like, no, 
no. This is strictly on the male side. I don't I don't advocate any females doing this, and I think that that's probably like culturally the most agreed on thing. But for men, completely different set of rules. We have a lot more room to work with down there. Right, because there's a possibility of, uh, of, of infection for women. Absolutely. Look at me, Absolutely. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, I know about the mm -hmm. body. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. So, all right, so all said and done, you had a little bit of... In the midst of all um, this. In the midst of all this, tell me. So, in the midst of all of it, we un unveiled probably some crazier stuff than what I was expecting. Like, did you know a population of people don't fold the paper? There was even a debate on how much paper to fold. Some people just wad that shit up. He was telling me, he just fucking grabs it and just waste paper just pulls huge huge water and i'm like that's ridiculous yeah, yeah that's who raised you and he I, asked uh, me the I, same I question the toilet about you know, one every you? five times i use it mm, that's a good pretty good stat actually i would say for me it's like once a month once you only Andrew. clog the toilet once a month dude yeah I shit pretty frequently, like at least, at least once a day. Hmm. What did you say? Your name was Andrew. It. Yeah. 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 Andrew, thank you very much for sharing your perspective on this hot button issue. I hope that uh, people don't judge people for this, and I hope that it starts a new conversation, you know, in the office if if you have the balls to bring it up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.